I am that I am. The incomparable, incorrigible, and oft misquoted Artemis Saint-Germain. I am not your mother's Saint-Germain. And this is not the old New Age, as you probably noticed by now. Dear Chambra, we gather once again for woo. Misbehavior. Ooh. We gather once again for the monthly meeting with the Crimson Circle, the human angels here on Earth, with the Crimson Council, all of the angelic beings who work with you whom you work with on a regular basis. We gather our energies together with Shambra from all around the world. (laughs) (laughs) I think she's doing this on purpose. Ready to walk? Yeah, babe. Yes, sir. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Mm. We we gather together (laughs) our energies, which we do so often in the other realms during your dream state, or now a lot of you are starting to venture into the other realms, even when you are wide awake. But this is always a special occasion each month when we gather right here with, with everyone all around the world, including those watching over the internet. Uh, let us invite you in. Invite you. Uh, pull you right into our space here. You're you're not just viewing. You're. You, come on, all of you, come right in here. If I have to get you one by one, I will. But we'll we'll get you. See, some like, to, some like to go through this experience and, and this process from a distance. They like to, uh, they like to watch and observe. Uh, they like to pretend that they're really not um, part of this thing called Chamba, or they're just standing at the outside edges, but oh no, oh no, if you're watching now, you're in it. <laughs> so dear Chamba, we have a lot to discuss today. As always, so little time and so much to say. Let's get right to it. I'm going to ask Linda of ESA to grab the microphone and go out into the audience. You'll probably need some Adamas Awards in your back pocket. We don't know yet. But, dear Chambra, I'm writing another book. We're writing a book. I'll get the credit, but uh, you will too. We're writing a book. May I do that for you? Please. <laughs> <laughs> We're writing a book about, about um, the, the integration into the body of consciousness. That's not a very good title, so we're going to call it something like uh, uh, Awakening, believe it or not. <laughs> or one of many other titles, which I won't go into now. but. 
each and every one of you have been on this journey, been going through this experience for lifetimes. You've been going through it intensely. There's something common with all. As you said, I'm tired of doing this lifetime after lifetime. As intense and as difficult and challenging as it gets, it's going to happen in this lifetime. The, the energies and the consciousness on earth are right for it. It was difficult to go through the awakening in other lifetimes. You went through a lot of mental processes and suffering, but um, the times are right now. Uh, some of you sometimes get frustrated when you take it out on poor Caldra and Linda, and sometimes on me. But you get frustrated and say, why isn't this happening faster? Why, why doesn't it just happen like that? A couple of reasons. By your choice. One, it would probably burn you up, blow you out, send you straight back to your friends in the Crimson Council. Uh, it's not so bad, but, uh, but you've made a commitment. You're going to do it in this lifetime. Come hell or high water. It's been a lot of hell. Some high water. But... But actually, uh, I'm delighted to see that you're finding more and more joy with it. You can laugh about it. You can, you can now share your stories uh, more clearly. Have you noticed that a year or two ago, when you were trying to explain to others the process you've been going through, it was very, uh, uh, come on in, come on in, grab, grab us. There's seats right up here. Please, I would love for you to sit right up here today. <laughs> Oh, how I would love it. Yes, we reserve this seat. <laughs> so, uh, so this, um, you've made this, this very deep commitment. You're going to do it this lifetime. And the energies are right to support it now, where they weren't before. The, now, sometimes you get frustrated. You want it to go faster. But... You've also made a commitment that you're going to do it in, in a type of way that, that is compatible with um, and, and friendly, uh, awakening friendly with the consciousness on earth. As I said before, even a year or so ago, you probably found it difficult to, to describe with any clarity uh, the process that you're going through when you're talking to others. It, become, it was very unclear, garbled. You weren't even sure of what you were saying. But I've noticed now you're able to articulate it. You're able to summarize it. You're able to make points of it rather than just going into some old, long story that was boring some of your students to damn tears. Uh, I'm not picking on you, of course. I'm, I just like to lean once in a while. So, the, uh, so you're, you're trying to make this process compatible or friendly with the <coughs> evolution of consciousness on Earth. Why do you think that is, Kathleen? Oh. I didn't hear the question. <laughs> <laughs> you were just staring at me, weren't you? I was just... <laughs> Spellbound. <laughs> Overwhelmed, looking right through Calder, of course, into my energies, uh, which I've brought a few more in today than normal. Go ahead, stand up. Yes. So, uh, 
you've got, what was my question? I don't know. I don't I'm, know. I'm as confused as you are now. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for the answer. It was good. <laughs> so, uh, dear, dear Shambra. Will I get a surprise? No. I, no, not yet. We'll come back to you later. So you've been making your energies compatible uh, with those on Earth. Uh, instead of long stories that you've been telling others, now you're, you're able to clarify it. I think we're clarifying it, aren't we? Uh, we're clarifying. So I want to write a book with you, with all of you. We started this process a week ago in Kelowna and asking Shambra there, what are some of the things that are hap have happened to you in the process of awakening? In your, from your personal experience, your personal perspective, what have been the challenges of awakening? Hmm. Now, you could probably make a long list, but as Linda comes around with the microphone, I'm going to ask you to keep it clear and focused. And just one, one thing, please. We'll, we'll get around. I'll write these on the board. And again, we're joining together writing a book. Writing a book. So this book will, will be of great value. The, the Awakening Handbook will be of great value to those who are coming next, who are just now starting into the awakening. And it will it will truly make their experiences, their journey, that much easier to know what you've gone through. It won't eliminate the experience, but it will for them. But it will change the the nature of the experience. So, with that, uh, with that, let's let's go to lovely Rita. I knew that. Oh. Uh, Yes, a challenge. <laughs> challenge to I forgot. What did I ask? Challenge what were the challenges? Challenge, like, uh, a challenge. Um, a challenge of, from your personal yeah, perspective. Stepping into the unknown. Stepping into the unknown. That's, that's a good one. And that deserves an Adamus Award. By the way, All right. the one who gives the best answer today will get a. We'll get a uh, somewhat crisp, a little worn 500 bill. So, uh, so do work. <laughs> Not my money. So, okay. uh, the unknown. Now, let me ask you, dear Rita, I, did you ever find this exhilarating to want to go into the unknown? Yes, sometimes. Sometimes. And uh, fearful on one hand. Oh, yes. But exhilarating on the oh, other. Oh, yeah. Uh, have you allowed to put that foot into the unknown? Or did you feel a big push coming from behind you? <laughs> well, uh, it was some sort of big push. Big push. Uh, that, and that's a, I'm going to make a sub-note here. Uh, big push. Because uh, – put push from behind <laughs> – because, as you all probably can feel into this, uh, when you try to put, put just a toe into the <coughs> unknown, uh, it doesn't work. You can't put just a toe in because then it's really not the unknown. It's just uh, getting a, uh, just a little hors d'oeuvre of uh, what is to be. So you end up getting a big push. Uh, where would that big push be coming from? 
It came from the inside. Yes. Good. Excellent. You're in contention to get the five hundred. Another award for me? Uh, uh, Just. (laughs) I I would give the award, but Linda is trying to manage inventory. Let's say (laughs) so. So, yes, an award. And today you get a special gift on top of the no, award. I want to mention Amy Van Johnson said, I would like to contribute to the Adamus gifts. So she actually, there, there is an ace in them, but she actually made the case, and there's something unique or special in each one. So yes. thank you, Amy. So would you hold, the, uh, hold uh, it high so all can yeah, see? So, well, no, she has to choose. Stand uh. up. Oh, stand up, Rita. Now just randomly choose. Oh. oh, and these are all handmade by her. Yes, and inside and is inside the inside there should award. be an, uh, the Adamas Ace and something else, some other surprise. Oh, oh that's the Adamas oh. Ace. Mm-hmm. And is there another prize in there? Sometimes there's more than one prize. Just one. Just the one. Okay. Well, it's two because you got the little cat. <laughs> Thank you. Next. So, uh, and one more question, Rita. In the uh, now that you've experienced some of the unknown, what what did you learn from the unknown? I learned that it is um, um, large intelligence. That there is a, a a lot of wisdom in it. A lot of wisdom. Uh, and if I could uh, add to your words a bit. But <clears throat> the unknown really isn't unknown. It's unexperienced. And there's a difference. Mm-hmm. Something that has not yet been experienced but is actually not really unknown. So, uh, so in a sense, there's, there's no need to fear it. It's just something yet you haven't experienced. But once you dive into the unknown, uh, as so many of you have, you begin, after you settle down a bit, uh, you begin to realize it's not really unknown. Partly because, um, I'm going to wrap up our discussion today with, with this point, but partly because it's a potential that's al- almost always been there. Not all, not all potentials, but it's a potential that's been there. Often in your dream state, you go into potentials uh, to feel them because, <clears throat> well, quite frankly, you, you haven't been very good at feeling in your waking state because the mind tends to block it. So you do, uh, all of you, every night, you go into different potentials. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that later today, but uh, good answer. Thank you. Yes. And uh, knowing you as I do, I know that there is a certain exhilaration of going into the unknown. You'd be totally bored if you weren't. <laughs> you would not make a good factory worker. Okay, next. Uh, let's go to Laughing Bear. Oh, sure. I've changed your name for you. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> Smile, partner. <laughs> so, uh, Laughing Bear. Uh, Laughing Bear. So, uh, Laughing Bear, what one challenge in awakening based on your personal experience? Uh, handling Kundalini energy. Really? The uh, the intense, you know, the whole spine. What's thing. a kundalini? Well, it's that rush of energy from all my chakras from the ground What's up. What's a chakra? To, uh, all my centers. 
and yeah. my, my, the vibration that when I have those big aha moments and yeah. handling that energy. What happened, and um, I'm playing with you a bit here, but uh, energy is energy, consciousness is consciousness. Let's not start dissecting it into kundalini and uh, swirling serpents. Uh, that's a bit erotic. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, chakras, you, you segment your body into different chakras. Uh, you are one chakra. You, you are a body of consciousness. So, yes. Uh, so now, you, you have a challenge handling this tremendous amount of energy. How do you, how do you deal with that? Uh, some of it is pleasant and some of it is unpleasant. How do you deal? Uh, what do you do? Just sit there and let, let it sweep over you like a tide? Well, sometimes it does. Uh, other times it's, uh, uh, it's intense. It's very intense. It's very intense. And do you, do you put your foot on the brake to try to slow it down? No, I, I let it go through me. And do you have a, a foot on the gas pedal? Uh, hopefully not. Hopefully not. <laughs> so you have no gas pedal, no brake. No. You're just going... Uh, I'm going with the flow. Going with the flow. And, um, well, that brings up a question. Uh, whose flow? My flow. Yes, but uh, it sounds like a good answer, but it's not a true answer. Because it's actually, you're going with the flow of the people around you. You're going with the flow of mass consciousness. You're going with the flow of aspects who are just going wild and having a big party all around you while you're just going with the flow. Who's the boss? I am. Uh, being I'm a sovereign service. Yes. Yes. You're the boss. I'm the boss. All the way of saying that, uh, and thank you, uh, uh, thank you. Um, the, uh, all the way of saying is, yes, there is a tremendous amount of energy that races through, of consciousness that's expanding very rapidly. And the faster you expand your consciousness, the more energy it calls in to support it. So there's times that it's overwhelming. But you can stop and take a deep breath and say, whoa, I know, I know that I am creating this at all levels. And I know I'm rushing to get through it in this lifetime. But you know, once in a while, this human, laughing bear, needs to just stop and laugh. I don't need to go through the intensity. So often it's like hopping in a sports car, getting onto an LA freeway, no hands on the steering wheel, no feet on brakes or gas pedal, and going with the flow. What's going to happen? Yeah, yeah you can only imagine. You can only imagine. So, uh, this is a very good point for those who are coming into awakening. You don't want to manipulate uh, from your human uh, portion the aspect. You don't want to manipulate awakening, but you can call time outs whenever you feel there's a need. You can also ask for it to go faster, uh, and. Uh, it's really it's a co-management between every part of yourself, the spirit, the human, the body. The body. Sometimes this awakening wrecks havoc on the body, uh, partly because at the, the DNA level and the before DNA level, there is a flood of clearing taking place, energies coming in, all 
combining to prepare for new energy to come in, hey, you're being rewired. You are allowing yourself to be rewired and reworked. So it's, it's very challenging on the, on the physical body. So yes, managing energy and consciousness. There's no race. There's no race in this. Uh, actually, what, it's interesting to note that each and every one of you are absolutely sovereign and individual. But yet there is a common connection with other Chambra around the world, other uh, common connection, and I'd want to make them feel welcome. Uh, and there is a – it's not a, like a flock movement, but you're all moving through this somewhat together, independent but kind of together. There's no formal agreements. And yes, you can break away from the pack anytime you want, but there's a certain comfort because you've studied together, gone to mystery schools in the past together, you've joined together once again in this lifetime, so you're kind of moving through it together. So, and you're sharing, uh, as we're doing now, wisdom and insights. So uh, let's go to uh, Lisa in the back. Oh, she was so – she knew it. <laughs> The question. Uh, the question is from your personal experience. What is a, a challenge uh, of going through the awakening? That you can't go back. That you can't go back. Why not? Um, once you've stepped into the experience of allowing your yourself, your soul, to move forward. But you want to go back and be with the rest of the people and do mundane things like make business decisions. It doesn't work anymore. Absolutely. Good point. In theory, uh, you probably could. You could, well, you could create the illusion that you're going back, uh, but then you'd have to really medicate yourself. Uh, <laughs> uh, truly. Uh, uh, legal, illegal, uh, bottled, uh, smokable. But you would, you would really have to you would have to make a very concerted attempt to dive, uh, dive back down uh, – it's not meant as a down um, put on anybody – but it is difficult. It's, once the process starts, it's very difficult to go back, and there's parts of you that will absolutely, have absolutely wanted to go back. Why did I ever do this? What what was I thinking? Uh, uh, and then, you, but then, actually, a beautiful thing happens. You begin to realize the the things that uh, you might have resented or rejected before the uh, the f- your families, uh, your job, the mundane nature of human existence, uh, pain and suffering, uh, stupid TV programs. That there was a certain comfort in those and. Part of you wants to go back uh, to that, but it should also be of comfort knowing that uh, there, there is this incredible group, Shambra, that uh, you, can, you can share your, your tears and your laughter with uh, when you want, but they also give you the space and give you the privacy when you want that also. Uh, excellent. Uh, and that calls for an award. Thank you. Okay. Can I just pick line? Do it. There you go. So the question again, so uh, you don't have to ask me. Uh, the question is, based on your personal experience, 
What is one of the challenges of awakening? John Kaderka. Oh, my goodness. John on camera. Wow. How cool is this? How cool is that? <laughs> Not very. <laughs> uh, uh, dear John, you sound a bit challenged. Uh, well, isn't this supposed to be challenging? Absolutely. Well, therefore it is. <laughs> oh, what was the question? <laughs> Perhaps have to spray paint it on the wall. The, uh, from your personal experience, uh, please share with us one challenge of awakening. Now, assuming that billions or maybe a couple hundred of people will read this at some point. <laughs> Well, that's a good question. <laughs> hmm. Maybe just being aware of the process. Aware of the process. <laughs> uh, you mean the challenge is not being aware, or the challenge is knowing the process? Yes. Both. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, perhaps you get two Adamas Awards, but uh, I'm going to put uh, the process, and it is, it is uh, the challenge of not really understanding, uh, if I could put words in your mouth, not understanding what lies uh, in the road in front of you. That sounds good. Um, the, the, the road uh, and not knowing. And then we'll also say, intuitively, as you probably will agree, intuitively you kind of do know what's on that road in front of you. And that can be frightening. And so, good, uh, you get an award. The road. Intuitive knowing. Excellent. Oh, aren't you special? Okay, and uh, we will come up to the front here to Gail, <clears throat> just to keep you moving now. So, Gail, based on the question, which I, I assume by now is etched and burned into you, uh, yes. It'll go once you talk into it. It doesn't talk by itself. Mm -hmm. Greetings. Good to see you. Good to see you, dear one. Remaining present Remaining in the now, present. with everything going on, learning how to use what we chose to use, yes. and we don't know how it works, remaining here in the now, not regretting the past, not anticipating the future, which causes fear, can cause fear. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Uh, excellent, because that is a challenge. There's a tendency as you start getting into this process that uh, you, uh, all of you, you untether yourself from the past. You, you start releasing, as Tobias talked about over and over again, you start letting go. Uh, you're, you're now like a hot air balloon, uh, free to, to explore, to journey, to, uh, to expand. But in doing so, uh, it's very easy to leave the now moment. 
particularly when you realize that, uh, first of all, you probably haven't been there very much, you're not familiar with the now moment. Secondly, the now moment requires uh, a, de- a large degree of awareness. Uh, you you, you uh, automatically become aware when you are in the now moment. And sometimes, most of the time, humans don't really want to be aware. They want a lot of other things, but awareness sometimes is overwhelming, a bit difficult <clears throat> to handle. So, yes, that's good. I think that my feeling has been, since most of us, probably all of us in this room, chose to be born in the time of the old energy, Yes. integrating, coming out of that wiring while we're being rewired yes. naturally at the same time, yeah. Make, makes it even more challenging. Oh, much more challenging. Much more challenging, particularly if you take a look at the uh, rather narrow spectrum of ages uh, that you all come from, whether it's uh, from 20 to 80. That's that's pretty narrow spectrum. And you were born into a very <coughs> old energy consciousness, consciousness that um, there's a lot of questions about uh, would Earth continue? Uh, would Would humans destroy themselves with nuclear weapons? Almost it came very close to uh, an incident, uh, or would something like um, the uh, uh, the um, millennium, uh, you know, trigger things? There's been a lot of issues, and to come in at that time to be here to to begin the the making the foundations of new conscious, truly new consciousness. Uh, and then to go through it on a very personal level is most challenging and can shoot you out of the now. Uh, so uh, let me ask you, uh, from your perspective, do most people, not Schumpf, most people live in the past or in the future? Both, and that's my my main challenge. Uh, but you already you covered it in in, en- in energy management in a percentage, pr- at least ninety five percent. In in the future. In both. In both, yeah. But what, mm-hmm. what percent uh, uh, of them is in the past? What percent is in the future? And perhaps how much in the now? Okay, I would say 45% in the past, 45% in the future, and about 0.005% at any <laughs> given time in the now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Am I speaking your language? <laughs> We're getting close. I, okay. I would. I would personally say that about about 70% of the time is spent in the past. Uh, about uh, about another oh, at the most 5% is spent in the now. The rest uh, pondering the future and the future is very different than the past. Uh, I'll go into it later. But uh, good, thank you. You're welcome. Thank, thank you. you. Yes. Prize winner. Uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, you're not allowed to look. This is just a random thing. <laughs> Thank you. There you go. Thank you. It's kind of like playing Cracker Jacks here. It's kind of fun. Uh, let's go to uh, Joe Engel. Okay, my pleasure. Where is yes. Joe Engel? Uh, cam- uh, oh, over here. there we go. No, he's not on the camera. Okay. You go, sir. Um, I would have to say uh, making choices for me personally. Or uh, accepting maybe the consequences of things I may have felt that slowed me down in the past. So um, you say making choices uh, would be would be a challenge. Yeah, probably for me. Yeah. Uh, well, that's good. Uh, if you're not making choices, what are you doing? 
Uh, going crazy. Going crazy, yeah, yeah. But let me ask, uh, why would you not want to make choices? Fear of failure or fear of uh, going beyond? Fear um, of making a bad choice, perhaps? Yeah. A wrong choice? Uh, a lot of old consciousness associated with good and bad, right and wrong, uh, how the world views your choices. Uh, you've gotten criticism, as all have, for, for their choices uh, from parents and teachers and uh, others. So, yes, that's good. So, uh, are you making choices now? Um, I, I make a, a little bit of artwork occasionally. Yeah, but, but are you it, making choices? Artwork is wonderful, but uh, what about a choice? I feel like my question is being evaded. Uh, um, in, in t- broad strokes, I probably am not making choices in thank terms Thank you for of your honesty. Strokes. You get an award just for that, not even for the answer, just for the honesty. You're right. Uh, there's still a reluctance to, to make choices, and there's still a tendency to just let things happen. Go with the flow. See what happens tomorrow. Well, I can tell you, uh, consciousness in a way is like the weather. It's very predictable for most people because, because you can almost predict that the weather tomorrow is going to be like the weather today. So the, what happens in your life tomorrow will probably be like it is today until a storm comes up which happens approximately one out of every three to four days, uh, if you take the average. So uh, suddenly a storm comes up and then everybody is freaking out about the weather, kind of like consciousness. Without making choices, you just kind of go along one day to the next, one day just like the other day, until a storm hits. And then you go crazy. Why is all this bad stuff happening in my life? Why? (laughs) You and I laugh. (laughs) Oh, what's wrong with them today? Uh, the, so a storm comes up. There's a lot of drama. Well, partly the storm comes because you're absolutely bored with the regular day-to-day life. At some level within you, 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 know, that you're, you know that you made a commitment to be here for a reason, to do something. So it's that push that you get, that push in the back, that says, just do something. You could even say it's um, divine will getting you off your human ass. Yeah. So I thought that was funny. <laughs> so uh, yes, thank you, thank you. Uh, now, thank you. Uh, but question: uh, Are you going to start choosing? Yes, I choose divine will. You know, but I mean choosing. Uh, yeah, your divine will is choosing you. By the way, you're not choosing. <laughs> I don't kid yourself here. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. But I'm talking about things in your life. I'm talking about. Uh, could I share a bit of what yes, we talked about? Yes, absolutely. Really? Yes. Oh, with everybody? Go ahead. And I'm here. And the world. Why not? So one of your one of the things we talk about in in our own interesting way, is uh, the frustrations that you have, that you're not doing anything, you're not accomplishing anything. Deep breath. Uh, You have extremely high aspirations. Uh, That's why you you came in so tall. Big aspirations. (laughs) Phenomenal goals. Perhaps maybe a little too high? that you don't think you can leap 
that hurdle, you don't think you can accomplish it. So in a sense, and I'm speaking to all of you, in a sense you set that bar up so high that at times you can't even see it. At times there is no way your human mind can understand how you're going to reach it, so you acquiesce. You give up in failure. I can't do it. It's almost easier to say, you know, I'm, I'm just uh, – I've got wonderful ideas, but I'm, it's society or it's my karma or whatever that's keeping me down and suppressed, and, and not to, then not to do anything, not to make choices. If you, if you had to start making choices, then it, would, then it would get you aware of what you really came here to do. And I'm not talking about – I'm not talking about to do uh, such as a big executive job or, uh, or being a, a great singer, but you will have a chance in, in a few moments for that, uh, or, or writing the novel of all novels. Uh, you know, there's a lot of wonderful Chambre writers, but they're looking for the big fish. The, they're looking for the whale. They're looking for – they're only going to write a book if they feel it will cause people uh, to tremble in their shoes, to drop to their knees and, and in, in awe of the words that were written. And if they can't do that, they just won't write a book or whatever it happens to be. You've got brilliant insights into uh, the workings of, of, of uh, energy. You understand energy cycles and flows because You've studied it, you have a passion for it, and you have um, oh, uh, what you would call a third-eye awareness of it. You understand how it moves and flows, but uh, you're not doing anything with it except being a grump at times. <laughs> you said I could sh- – I'm sorry, <laughs> Carrie, did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> but I did ask his permission to be open. So you get grumpy. Why grumpy? Uh, because I, I, it's the the in between, the leap from the hot bean and no, your energy is constipated. <laughs> and that would cause anybody to have a bad day. Absolutely, it, it is. It's, it's you've true. got beautiful energy. Beautiful energy, but it got knotted up and it got very mental. And you, you're, you know what you're trying to? You're a lot like me, yeah, because you're trying to get out of your prison uh, mentally. You're trying to mind your way out. It's not going to happen. And I tell you that, uh, and I'm telling you again. Now it's on video, and there's maybe a hundred thousand people watching right now. Probably not, but uh, could be. So, uh, so then the energy bottles up, and here you are, Mister, no, Master, energy flow guy, understanding how it all works, not the math of it, and not even the sacred geometry, although that is interesting, but the intuitive nature of energy flow. It's like you understand uh, energy flow, like a, like a like fluid engineer understands the movement of water and rivers and other fluids. Yeah. Uh, but, but it's all bottled up. And so you, what do you do? You go through each day waiting for the next day to be different. And it's not. It's like the weather. 
going to be the same tomorrow until the storm comes up. And then, then actually, that's probably one of the things providing the most excitement in your life, the storms. So you subconsciously create them to get you off your, uh, out of your comfort zone. <laughs> and, 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 but thank you for letting me talk so openly about this. And thank you for all the insight. Uh, I've told you before, you find, finally others are hearing it. And uh, so I, I always felt like I was very angry with you are with you and you well, are. or that I just don't listen. It's like both. No. You don't listen, and then you get angry. If you listened, you wouldn't be angry. Uh, and uh, so, but so you've got tremendous insight, but you don't make choices. Your your own admission, and then it gets bottled up, and then then it's just like you want to scream. There's days when you don't even know you want to be here, whether you want to or not. You. Home. You don't accept the love from the people that are trying to give it to you, including the little one, including the loved one, including everyone here. You've got this barrier up, and you're not accepting it. Because, well, you tell me, why? There's people out there who desperately want to love you. Why aren't you letting them? I mean, I think maybe I'm afraid of the way pe- if I let them get too close, I'll be afraid of the way they see me or the way my life is. Aha. Aha. Actually, if I could amend that a little bit, you're you're afraid for them to see you the way you see yourself, but they don't see you that way. They don't have the they don't they're not trying to see blemishes and dents and bruises and and the bad stuff. That's not their agenda. It's maybe yours. Overly critical self evaluation. They're just trying to love you. So maybe, just maybe, you could learn a lesson from those who are wanting to love you and take a look at the compassion that they have and see if you can do that for yourself. And then we won't call you Mr. Grumpy, we'll call you Mr. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Who's the next victim? There are no victims. Oh, oh, <laughs> if you think this is a random act of embarrassment, it is not. Uh, no, 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 no. There are, there are choices here. Now, who's making a choice? Who's making a choice? Sartre. Sartre, you have incredible wisdom to share with the group. So, based on your personal experience, what are the challenges of awakening? Staying with it. Staying with it. Um, Help me to understand what you mean by that. Um, Staying with it after, instead of letting a job or an activity affect it, or somebody else in your life. Um, Why wouldn't you want to stay with it? 
because the other part's comfortable. Interesting. Good. <clears throat> Excellent. Excellent. So uh, now what happens, what would happen if you didn't stay with it? Then I would get grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, misery loves company, doesn't it? Yes, it does. (laughs) Yes, staying with it. Uh, uh, Could you could you imagine with me for? uh, Go ahead. Could you imagine with me for a moment, or if you all would? So you say staying with it. uh, I write fortitude. Uh, Just imagine for a moment, if you would. Is you you let it go. You don't try to stay with it. <coughs> what would happen? I would enjoy life more. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a pretty good recommendation, then. Yes, it does. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I'm hoping to get there soon. Yes. So, and help me to understand what, uh, because we're writing a book here, mm-hmm. we're trying to be clear with all of our readers. So what does staying with it look like? What, what, what would you do to stay with it? Knowing that you are God and you do create everything. Okay, in actions in your life. Yeah, no, no, in, in actions every, every day. Every but what would you do uh, during a day or a week or a month to stay with it? Force yourself to have to go to these meetings? <laughs> I, w- I think I would go to more meetings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would uh, read books, study the scriptures. Yeah, well, I I quit reading actually after a while. Of so you're not staying with it. Yeah, not mm. not not staying with it. Um, I let things affect my life. When I get work, I I go to that work very hot and heavy. Right. And because I have certain times that I can work on my job, and I let it affect my not being whatever you want to call with myself. Your spiritual life. Yeah, with my spiritual life. Yeah. It's terrible how those things get in the way. Yeah. Damned yeah. if it wasn't for all the human activities, you would probably be really spiritual. Yeah. <laughs> if I would just quit buying cars. Yeah. So, uh, so again, imagine with me for a moment uh, if you uh, – just didn't care about staying with it, if uh, it didn't matter, if it doesn't matter, uh, or perhaps maybe, maybe a deep trust in yourself in the process, rather than a human determination or sometimes stubbornness uh, that you're supposed to do certain things, and and that uh, perhaps in letting go and understanding that nothing can get in the way. Nothing. Uh, it's, it is natural. It is a natural process in, in the awakening. And ultimately, everyone goes through it. Every being will go through it. You're just a little crazy to be going through it first or early. <laughs> but uh, it's an interesting phenomena that, uh, that some think that this is a discipline, that this is a study or a ritual or a practice. Um, most every one of you came into this that way, uh, looking or uh, desiring yet another 
another structure. At one level, resenting structure, but at another level, feeling it important to have some structure because then, well, you don't have to trust yourself. There's a structure. But what happens if you just let go, stop working at it, where your job is spiritual, where even distractions, actually you convert that energy or consciousness into it's all spiritual, and actually, ultimately, there's nothing spiritual. Spirituality is a is a slightly tainted word, uh, in my humble opinion. Uh, it just that. is. It just yeah. is. So uh, sorry to be taking microphone time from you. No, that's fine. I'm uh, I'm ready for a big change. I think to Uh-oh. let go of that. Uh-oh. Let go of that. <laughs> yeah. Those are famous almost last words. <laughs> almost last words. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good. Good. Uh, and what type of changes? Well, I think, as you say, to make it uh, where how big, where it doesn't matter. Um, how big? I don't know. I haven't done a big thing here in a while. So. All right, we'll work on it later. Yeah, before the end of our session, which could go late. <laughs> I've got plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, thank you, uh, and uh, an award for you. Thank you. Of course. And uh, dear Linda, you don't have to run so far because the uh, uh, microphone will go straight over to Bonnie. I think for me, it's just staying balanced. I, I get out staying, of balance oh, easily. I, I like that one. Staying balanced. So, what happens, dear Bonnie, to get you off balance? Well, things aren't the same anymore. Things change, and I don't know how to react. <laughs> when you say things aren't the same, uh, things, uh, you? Bonnie, would you mind standing up? The world? Me? Me. I'm talking about me, because yeah. that's who gets out of balance. Yeah. And I'm yeah. scared about getting out of balance. It's like I can't even walk across the floor without feeling like it's different now. Yes. And uh, what is balance? I don't know, feeling comfortable between stuff that's not so good and things that are really good and just staying in the middle. Uh, Do you think that balance is ever used as a word or or a rationale for having everything in order? Control, yeah. I didn't say control. You said control, but you're (laughs) absolutely right. Control. Uh, Keeping things in order... The, the comfort, the ultimate comfort zone uh, uh, with, with yourself, but also the expectation that the damn rest of the world should be in order, and it's not. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's chaos out there. But actually, uh, actually, Bonnie, chaos is an amazing thing to dive into, and you've had some experience with it. There is really no chaos. There's just a lot of energy movement and consciousness that is misunderstood or unknown. And it's dear friends like Joe who really understand what's going on but hasn't 
made the choices to do something with it. But there is no chaos. That's the amazing thing. As I, as I like to point out so often, the world is in the universe. Creation's in perfect order. It's just that you don't quite understand how it's ordered. So there's an internal frustration to absolutely know how that order is ordered and who ordered it to begin with. <laughs> and you're not – in this lifetime, you're not going to ever understand it in the mind, but you can feel into it. But you have to allow yourself to feel into chaos. I asked the question, what is balance? My answer is uh, it's absolute chaos. It seems to be a contradiction, but true balance uh, at, the, uh, at the core levels of creation is, uh, is chaos, is chaos to the human perception, but it's actually in its perfect order. Not order of mathematics, not order of nature or science, science not order – definitely not order of God. It is in a state of unfolding perfection. And that's a contradiction because, in human terms, because theoretically perfection doesn't need to change. It's perfect. So, but yet perfection, all creation, is constantly evolving. So it would be a contradiction of terms which would appear to be chaos, but it's not. Because true perfection and true balance wants to continue to f- experience its perfection and its potentials. And that's where we're going to later today, maybe tonight, we're going to talk about potentials. So thank you. Dive thank into you. chaos. Chaos has been calling you. Chaos has invited you over for a few dinner parties <laughs> and uh, you've gone kicking and screaming, but it's an amazing thing. Thanks. Thank you. And when you go into chaos, uh, understand it's really not chaotic. Great. Is that a prize? Oh, absolutely. Oh, just one, Bonnie. <laughs> <laughs> so now let's do it by choice. You choose if you want to have the microphone from Linda. Hands go up. My challenge has been the increase in clarity that takes things like um, integrity, clarity to a whole different level, which begs for action, and that has been a challenge. Increase clarity. Uh, could I drop in my own word here uh, for the book? Uh, awareness. Okay. Awareness, clarity, and now you now a lot of Shambra aren't having that. They're they're almost feeling a lack of clarity. But you're saying you are getting more clarity, more awareness. Yes, and it's affecting my life because things I thought were just fine or doing well, with this clarity, I suddenly realize I have been um, lying to myself about that. Ah. Uh, uh, what lies beneath? <laughs> what lies beneath? And that is uh, that is is a great challenge, uh, and it has to do with the energy management we talked about before, and uh, making choices. It, it all ties together. But yes, the more, uh, and, and it has to do about uh, you can't go back. Yeah. So you start to become more aware, 
and then you realize the, the first stage is you realize what you would consider to be all of your flaws and all of the lies that, that have been told. And uh, you look at the dark side of the experiences that you've had, um, and there there's, is a desire to become more unaware. There, yeah. yeah. On the other hand, uh, let's talk about, um, let's talk about uh, the other one, lack of awareness. Mm-hmm. A lot of Shambra truly desire awareness. So I'm going to put this here as a sub-point. How, since you have awareness, how do you get it? How did you get your awareness? Is there, is there a, a herbal remedy on the market for <laughs> awareness? <clears throat> um, I think actually the biggest change came when I did the interdimensional workshop and stayed here now and expanded into more of all that I am. So you made a choice to be more aware, and now you're saying it's a challenge. Yes, it is. I it wouldn't, is. I wouldn't yeah. go back for anything, and it is a challenge. And it is a challenge. Of having to rework relationships in my life. and. Yes. And uh, what, uh, is there anything you could share with, with uh, future potential readers uh, about how to get more awareness? It's sort of like settling into, uh, sounds a little odd, like settling into a really comfortable chair. I feel like I'd been sitting on the edge of my chair to keep from having awareness. And could I go back to some of the other answers here? Uh, More awareness would be staying in the now moment and making choices. Mm-hmm. And are naturally going to bring awareness, yes. but then you can't go back. Right, you can't go back. So uh, good, thank you. Thank You're welcome. You. Prize yes. winner. Oh, absolutely. There you go. There are no bad answers. Oh, just answers that I can give grief about. <laughs> yes, Pete. <coughs> Hello, Pete. Well, thank you. Did you? Uh, um, Pay the $25 today? Yes. Are you getting your money's worth? Oh, incredible. Yeah. Thank you. Amazing. Yeah. I think what's happening with me is there's a growing appreciation for the growing consciousness within me. Right. And what I find what's coming to consciousness is there's two aspects. Right. One that was taught. Yes. And one of those, those I just discussing it today, is original sin, that I'm bad and all that stuff. And then there's another one that's joy and peace and gratitude. And I find that I, the more I get into the peace and gratitude, kind of reflects and helps me with the original sin, so to speak, self. Right. I, but I, I've noticed an interesting thing is uh, humans, not, not necessarily Chambra, but humans uh, love the original sin thing. Given the choice yeah. of, uh, of uh, original sin uh, type of uh, consciousness or joyful, happy uh, consciousness, more often than not, they go to original sin. Yeah, that was a lie. Yeah. That's, that is a lie. Yeah. Yeah. But they also like it. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, and that's what I'm aware of now. That the how church much is I selling like it, it, but somebody's buying it out there. Yeah. And that's why yeah. that's a very compatible yeah. relationship. Uh, so, yes. So, uh, but you're, the challenge, what's the challenge? Well, the challenge is to just to give up that original sin. 
and not walk in that and recognize that in my life where it comes up. Right. And just to be um, joyful, gratitude, and give out positive a, regard to people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, now, is it a challenge to give up the, uh, the darkness, the, the, the guilt? The... I've been programmed to do that. I'm, I'm hardwired to do that. Right. Okay. And the other one is not what I was taught. So gratitude. if I could okay. state it in my words, you're driving down the highway. Yep. And uh, on the right side is a beautiful meandering river and uh, lined by beautiful willow trees on the bank. And on the left side uh, is a building burning, five buildings burning mm. down all at once and uh, um, the fire engines and the ambulances and helicopters. Where are you going to look? Yeah, I'm going to look probably first at the fire and the ambulances. Right. And I says, that doesn't feel good. That yeah. doesn't serve me. Exactly. And then go over to the other side, that beautiful desert and the, the mountains. And for the about sunset. a millionth of a second, and then you're yeah. going to go back to the yeah, fire. Yeah, and choose that. And I know that's good for me now. That's yeah. a neat thing. Yeah, but uh, and, and here we're speaking in general terms, not, not just to you. But there is a tendency for uh, humans to keep looking at, the fire and mm-hmm. the drama. Uh, th- there's a morbid fascination with it. Uh, there is excitement. There's action. It stimulates the uh, hu- basic human senses, and it's drama. Yeah. Uh, and the, the meandering beautiful river, later. Yeah. Later, they say. But yeah. the fire is happening right now. Yeah. So the challenge would be summarized in a few words as... Um. Expressing the light within myself. Not quite. Not quite. Okay. No? No? Uh, a challenge. Somebody's reading oh. this book and they're saying, uh, what are the challenges at this incredible... It's responsibility. Taking responsibility for my life and my choices. Uh, audience, a uh, better way of stating this uh, from your personal experience? Drama. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Yes. So it's... Uh, it's the attention to drama uh, versus, um, I'm going to call it uh, uh, potentials. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, good, excellent. Okay, and just one more. This is just the warm up part of our discussion, then I have to get into my lecture here. The warm up. Okay. Yes, uh, yes, right here. Elizabeth, I can just feel the passion <laughs> just pouring out of you. Really? Yes. Um, I would say that the biggest challenge for me is getting off my own back and honoring how far I've come more than being frustrated because I haven't done this, this, or this. You know, appreciating who I am in every moment, no matter what I do, and letting that be the perfection of me. So the challenge has been the... Yeah, absolutely. Um, Criticizing instead of love, approval. uh, Doubt, uh, denial, uh, uh, critical analysis. Yeah, all of those. (laughs) Judgment. Yeah, judgment. uh, The the whole self... uh, and perhaps we can say 
It is uh, worthiness. Absolutely. The worthiness. Good word. I'm not worth it. Absolutely. Good and word. if you were, were worth it, uh, first of all, God would be in, on your, uh, the, your doorstep every morning uh, with yes. your breakfast if you were worth it. Uh, and everything would flow perfectly in your life, and everybody would absolutely love you and, and be amazed by you. Well said. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't translate very well. You mean that you're being sarcastic, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just want to help those that have to translate I, yeah. the channels. I oh, good point. Sarcasm so, doesn't translate. So uh, all of this self-garbage. Uh, 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 mm-hmm. And uh, if I could here, I would say that um, that that is probably one of the biggest issues. Uh, the the and it kind of goes back to the previous one, drama. But it's also it's easier to look at your dark side than your light side. You don't believe necessarily that the light side, uh, the and I don't mean to differentiate dark and light, but those reading this will. It's almost more uh, attractive, or, or they're drawn to looking at the dark and and the evaluation. If I if if I was a better person, I would be more spiritual, more enlightened. Not at all. Some of the, some of you ought to meet some of the grand ascended masters and the other realms. Uh, they they were they were criminals. They were heretics. They they were. They didn't abide by the law. Oh. Anyone's. Uh, they they sp- spoke profanely of to God and of God. Uh, so. But they were they were the rebels. They had to break out of. What I'm going to talk about in a moment formulas. Mm. So thank you. That's uh, very insightful. So um, let's go to one more. Okay. The hands fly up. Uh, the brave ones. Did you want? Do you have a choice? Pick no, one. No, go ahead. Right, you right. pick. Okay. Oh, not right yet. Don't get the prize first. No, you get the mic first. Sorry. Mental confusion. Mental confusion. Yes, and uh, those are those two words are basically the same word. So we're just going to call it (laughs) mental. There was a time when mental wasn't confused, but that was a long time ago. Uh, one of the other books that I would love somebody to write because I've got other ones in mind, but uh, to go back and uh, uh, really channel the past and, and uh, the, the the Atlantean crisis, uh, the changing of the the mind into into God. And My mind would love to know all about that. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, it would. But if you wrote the book, it would have to come from your heart, and then your mind would say, "But you're making this up." But are you? That's the big question, and that's the mental dilemma that occurs. Big one, big one. So good, we've gotten to exactly where I wanted to be. Twelve, and it's time to decide who gets. Oh, after your award is given, right. who gets the five hundred? So, uh, five hundred what? I have in Calder's pocket, uh, but let's decide first who gets it. Uh, and uh, personally, I would I would be honored if we could award it to Joe for his honesty. 
crisp $500 bill from Hungary. Yes. <laughs> and if you would hold that up to the camera, please, and bring it back here. Uh, hold it up. No, come over here. Uh, and it, uh, your, neck it's bag, been your neck bag looks good. It's been said that there is a likeness of my, my image on there. And if we could find a way to project it up here as well. Uh, continue holding to the, the camera. <laughs> Thank you. Spend it wisely. Thank you. So, and Linda was so worried that I was giving away the farm. So, let's take a. Hmm. So much to talk about, but uh, let's take a. Uh, let's take an. Uh, energy uh, evolution break for a moment before we dive into the subject. Uh, let's have a little music. Please. And let's have a little opening of the voice. So, uh, Hannibal, if you would, uh, you've got uh, nine minutes. Nine minutes! Nine minutes! <laughs> nine minutes. All right. In that there is no time at all, let's sit up tall and take a deep breath. First, we're going to start by putting the hands on the, on the face, on the skull, and coming. Put the mouth forward. Very high. As high as you can.
me, watch me. Ha! 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 Open the mouth first. Ha! Yes! Ha! Exaggerate, 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 exaggerate. Outrageous. <laughs> Good breath and. If you start that high, where are you going to go to? Start low. Good breath and here we go. One. Good breath, two. Open. You go seven, seven. Be outrageous. Extreme. Come on. Seven. Eight. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Is that voice or what? Wow. Dushambra, last month we talked about this convergence or this coming together of the human waveform 
and the divine waveform. Understandably, um, I'm oversimplifying it because there's a lot of other waveforms that uh, participate in this. But as you recall, we talked about the divine has a flow, has a rhythm that you can tap into. And the, the human has, has its own flow and rhythm. And these, these two, uh, it's, a, it's sometimes a very beautiful dance that they do together, but they, they come back together and then they go off on their own journey and they come back and each time when they're, when they're getting closer to each other, they're, they're sharing their experiences, they're sharing what they're learning. Just as you are sitting here right now, uh, part of you learning and experiencing, there is your divine that's also in other realms that, that is learning and expanding. It's, it's a beautiful dance. It's a, it's a natural dance. Sooner or later, these elements uh, decide to come together. And that's what's happening right now. So these waveforms at some point cross and then just do an eternal dance together over and over and over again. This spot right here called the X spot or awakening or the zone. And that's where you are. Uh, that's not where many humans are. They're somewhere back here, in here. But that's where you are. Tobias, in the work that he did with you over the years, over the ages actually, but over the years, was doing this dance with you and brought you into this, uh, into this early awakening zone. He gave you reassurance, if nothing else, that, uh, that you were divine, that you weren't crazy. He helped you to soothe some of the wounds uh, that you had endured along the way, the human had endured along the way. He helped you take a look into the future potential that would bring you to this point uh, in, in a um, in a way that was comforting and uh, reassuring and uh, where you could see into the, your potential. So he helped bring you here and we did a handoff. And he said, Adamus, you take it from here because I'm coming back in. I'm going to bypass this. I'm coming back in to be with Chambra in this, in this to work with him in a, in a very different way. So, and we talked about this uh, in an, with another group recently, but right before you get into that zone, uh, it's very, the human gets very, very erratic if we were to magnify into, into this is just before you get into the, the X point. It gets very erratic. Spirit. Spirit, having a little wardrobe malfunction today. Hopefully, that's the extent of it. 
Spirit, your, your divine, responds with an interesting form of compassion when a very interesting um, reflection of you. When you go erratic, out of, um, out of experience and also to have uh, compassion and uh, understanding of what you're going through, it goes erratic as well and, de- and decides not to follow with your exact pattern but to go uh, out of sync with you. Those of you with uh, engineering, science backgrounds understand sync. When things are working, frequencies are working together at the same level, it's beautiful music. When they're not, it sounds awful. It feels awful. But there's a purpose to it. It's not done uh, with any malicious intent or stupidity on the part of uh, the, the divine and generally not on the part of the human. Because this, this when, when to simplify it, when it is out of sync or out of phase, uh, there is a very strong desire then to bring it back into phase, but not the old phase, not the old patterns. And this, in this erratic zone, right before getting into the X zone, these erratic patterns, in a way, are communicating with each other, not, not with words or sounds, but they're communicating, saying, Let's go to the next level. Let's do it different. Let's, instead of just this constant uh, ebbing, flowing, this constant uh, kind of swan dance, let's bring it together. This erratic behavior gives it, let's call it energy or momentum, to get to the spot that you're in right now, the awakening. I don't so much like the term awakening, but uh, it sounds like you were dead asleep, and you, actually you never were. You just created different levels and levels of consciousness, and you're saying, let's open those up now. A lot of interesting things happen in here, and together, working together with Shambra around the world. We're going, to, we're going to be writing and talking about what happens in the erratic zone and then what happens once you get here. Wouldn't it have been interesting and helpful if there had been something for you that wasn't some philosophical crap? Yeah. Thank you. Uh, that, that wasn't uh, theory. That wasn't somebody just trying to sell a, a million books. Uh, that somebody wasn't just uh, trying to um, make themselves grand and uh, guruish. Wouldn't it have been valuable if somebody had laid this out, not not with all the details, of course, but said, "Here's kinda what's happening. You're going to have your own way of experiencing it, but here's kind of what's happening, and that's what we're doing. That's one of the big reasons why you came here to Earth." why you stayed here on Earth, and why, why you feel this connection with Shambra. And we're going to do it in a, in a simple, easy-to-understand, uh, no-glossy-stuff kind of way. 
We're going to put it in terms that humans can understand. Why put it in some esoteric, uh, uh, theological terms that nobody understands what the rip they're reading? Uh, We're going to bring it down because, you know, we can do that because you've gone through the experience and you don't want – you don't want to make it any more complex than what it was. And it was complex enough. So we have a call for, for simplicity. So what happens in this zone? And by the way, you'll see that there was a difference in the erratic zone versus the X zone. Ten years of being in the erratic, now we're in the X. So what happens here? Uh, what happens here? Well, uh, a number of things. The um, the formulas don't work, and the formulas are those uh, things that you've devised, the little formulas for your human life. Uh, they just don't work anymore. Humans, hu- humans, and even angels live by formulas, nice little uh, prepackaged uh, belief systems. Like going to the grocery store in the frozen food section, but this is the really unstimulated belief section, and they grab things off the shelf. Formulas for how they live. Now, granted, some formulas are appropriate. A formula for uh, driving your car. Uh, it's uh, kind of a common agreement, but for the most part, the, the people get so caught up in formulas. How to dress. You know, it's a formula. How to uh, – there's a lot of different formulas for how you're supposed to eat. But you also have uh, people, have formula beliefs, they have, formula, they have routines and habits that they repeat over and over and over again to try to give them a sense of order in life, but they, they really don't feel that there's any order. They try to make order. But they know, uh, they know there's not. It's like trying to rake leaves in a windstorm. <laughs> it, it's just not going to work. But the formulas give comfort. Formulas were developed way back over here. I mean, lifetimes of formulas, and now you get to here, and they don't work. That gives the impression that. That uh, that the human is falling apart. That gives the impression that everything is crumbling, and the human is tumbling through some abyss, not knowing when it will ever recover. And that's not true at all. Absolutely not true. It just feels that way. <laughs> and sometimes you experience it that way, but uh, it's. Uh, it's part of, part of the experience. So the formulas don't work, and you probably found that in your own life. You tried to go back to old formulas, old ways of doing things, and they don't work. Now, naturally, the next step is to try to create a new formula. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there's a desperate attempt. Uh, 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 kind of an overly desperate attempt to search, to try to find the new formula. 
the, the new process and procedure. And that's where, by the way, you've all gone through the breakdown of formulas, or they're still kind of they're destructuring themselves so the energy can be free. Energy ultimately doesn't want to be trapped in a formula. It's very free, free-flowing. Joe knows that. But there's a desperate attempt by the mind to create the new formula. And then you put fancy, glossy words on it, and you're going to call it new energy. Well, is it? Is, is that just the same old formula, tidied up a, a little bit and given a new title? Yes, yes. Because there are uh, give me a little latitude on this, but there are generally no new energy formulas. There's a physics behind that because old energy actually responded to formulas. What was done yesterday can be replicated today, and then you just repeat it and perfect it and do it over and over and over again until you go into crisis and chaos. Uh, but it. it Old energy was vibrational and predictable for the most part. So you kept on playing with it in new ways, but really quite predictable. If I pour water on David, which I'm not going to do, uh, there's predictable responses. The new energy, for the most part, can't be confined to a formula uh, because it's not vibrational. It doesn't have patterns to it. Because you can do it once doesn't necessarily mean you can do it again. So it, it, it would appear to be very chaotic, Bonnie, but it's not. It's not. It's actually quite beautiful. And when you delve into new energy more and more and more, you're going to realize that, well, it's beautiful. You don't need formulas. You don't need processes and procedures. If there were any processes involved in new energy working with old energy or other new energy. The process is inherent within it. It doesn't need to be created or manufactured or analyzed. The process is inherent within it, but it changes. So the mind gets confused. seems like everything is falling apart, but it's not. It's restructuring before it's built up again. So formulas don't work. What you have also is the what I call the uh, uh, the Gabriel uh, syndrome. What's this? Uh, when you're in this zone here, this trumpet plays, this, but it's your trumpet. Uh, you once responded to Gabriel's trumpet and uh, uh, have often regretted that. Uh, <laughs> the, the call to come to earth, the call out to the angelic realms to. Uh, come and share in this amazing experience on Earth. I think it was written by some advertising angels who oversold it a bit. But uh, <laughs> yes, uh, go see the world. That's <laughs> the original. See the world. The travel brochures handed out. But so Gabriel's trumpet blew and uh, and it blows and and <laughs> that was funny. That, and you, you come to Earth to take on all these experiences. Well, you have your own Gabriel's trumpet going on within when you, when you come to this spot here. It's the call to every part of you to, to integrate. This is actually integration. Your aspects, 
past lives, future potentials, uh, unexperienced past potentials. Uh, it's every part of you, and and obviously the divine and the human uh, from from the the waveforms that are now come together. So you have this happening, and it creates a lot of what would appear to be chaos, a lot of noise. Uh, suddenly everybody's coming back home at the same time, and part of you isn't so sure it wants everybody back home. You kind of enjoyed having home to yourself. Uh, in other words, lack of awareness. But now they're all coming back home, and, and they're not just visiting, they're staying. <laughs> uh, but it's good, because they're integrating. You're bringing back all of that, all of that energy into, into your life. So you have, you have all this going on, and then you do this uh, deep uh, dive within. We talked about it before in some of the other, in some of the other uh, challenges. Sometimes it gets obsessive and you get overly critical, uh, over-doubting over yourself, over analyzing yourself and everybody else too. Uh, there's a tendency for metaphysicians to want to analyze everybody, uh, because then they don't have to analyze themselves so hard on that particular day. But they want to analyze everybody. And I'm not talking just analysis of, uh, of uh, software, mechanical things, scientific or mathematical, but analysis of human behavior. One of the <laughs> you know the ones. Uh, pardon me if I'm if I'm stepping out of bounds here, but the ones who become the counselors and psychologists are the ones who are right here. Uh, they are the perhaps the most inappropriate, but maybe empathetic ones to be uh, analyzing and counseling others because they're in. Erratic zone, and they have no idea what's going on. But it sure feels good to talk about your problems today rather than mine. So, uh, no offense meant to anybody, but it's uh, it happens. <laughs> so, uh, so here in this in this zone is there is a deep dive within. It's it's a dive of self-discovery. It's a dive to see what's going on. It's a dive to open up the awareness, but it leads to uh, a lot of doubt, a lot of overly critical analysis. It becomes obsessive. It becomes your first thought in the morning and the last one at night. And a lot of times you bring that obsessive analysis over to our side during dream state. and. Oh, it's interesting. Not. Uh, it gets to a point in analysis where I think Tobias summed it up perfectly. I don't give a damn. No, he said, uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. <laughs> Same thing. Same thing. Where you just say, how much can you analyze? How much can you focus on all the bad, naughty things you did in past lives and in this lifetime? How much can you go into the dark side of the event that happened? I think I've invited you to look at the other potentials that you have never 
looked at and something that bad that you did or that happened – I'm not singling you out, just love your necklace, as a matter of fact. Uh, you lost that, buddy. Uh, <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh, and it does look better on Caldera. Uh, <laughs> so um, is nothing sacred? No. No, no. So you get into the, the deep dive of over-analysis and you tend to get stuck there and you need somebody or something to come along and shake you out of it and say, it was interesting, um, interesting, but why don't you look at the other side of that event that took place or the other sides of it, of that bad thing that you did to somebody else. There, there's, a, there's a thousand and a million other potentials that are as real as the one that was acted out here, and, and it's very real. Why, do, why don't you go look at the bright side of things, or the other side anyway? Why become so obsessed, uh, as Pete was saying, why become so obsessed on the drama and the darkness? So, so dear Shambra, this is where you're at right now. You're in the midst of it, and at times it is absolutely depressing. Admitted, I have to admit it. Uh, yes, it is. At times, you wonder what you ever did to deserve this. <laughs> At times, it is absolutely stimulating, invigorating, and freeing uh, to you. Uh, and at times it, the, the enlightenments are so overwhelming that you become uh, hell-bent on having more enlightenments, uh, and then you try to study and work at it and everything else, and, and you then kind of get into a rut again. But uh, that, that's where you're at. That's where you're at. Uh, there, is, there is – I don't want to say good news, but things evolve. I, I guess that's good news. <laughs> things evolve. So. And again, we're simplifying a very tragic and epic human uh, journey. In other words, we're saying, let's move beyond. Let's get, let's get down to it. So what can you do when you're, when you're right there? What can you do? We've talked about the problems. What can you do? So here we are. I'm going to re-diagram this, as a matter of fact. Allow me to waste some more paper here. <laughs> as, as many of you know uh, or have understood it, you had a thing called the Merkaba. Merkaba. This was representative of many, many different things. I always called it a jewel with many facets, uh, if you imagine this as, as uh, three-dimensional eight-dimensional, uh, that you could look at it from all different angles. But laid out here like this, you could say that uh, one was masculine, the other feminine. So this, this part masculine, this part feminine, or light and dark. It was the different components that were, uh, were intermingling with each other. This could also be represent, representative of human and divine. But this is what you were – now, I get a kick out of – again, not to be critical, but uh, to be an observant. <laughs> I, get, I was always amused by the, those classes that taught you to 
spin one part of your Merkaba one way and the other – I can't even do it, it's so confusing – and the other part the other way, like you were going to get something out of that other than dizzy, nauseous, or even more confused? It's not about spinning them. I mean, spinning your energy is like drama, spinning it up. So you get a little charge off of it, but then you're right back to pretty much where you were when you left off. So I'm re-diagramming for here. So these separate elements finally came together, and I that's not such a good drawing there, Caldera. We're going we're gonna to redo that. Remember our original simple, uh, symbol for you. And those elements have come together, no longer the Merkaba, but now new energy. I'll get into that in just a moment in the 13 minutes that we have left. But here you are in, in the X zone. And the question is, so what can you do right now? What can you do in while you're here? You know now that it works out because you've got the human, divine, masculine, feminine, and every other duality part of you starting to meld back together. But the critical ingredients in here are trust. Uh, and trust is not uh, trust is not blind. By the way, I, I'm not going to use the word faith in there either. Faith in what? But a a healthy trust in yourself, not a blind trust, but a healthy trust require or, uh, beckons you to to really open yourself up, get rid of the f- uh, let those formulas dissolve away. A healthy trust that you're going through a process that's very appropriate and ultimately isn't going to be a process anymore. The process falls away. A trust that you are God also, but don't be stupid or blind to it. Really, really let your human self, your human consciousness feel into it. Does it feel right for you? Does it feel right to open up to your divine? Is it absolutely like a, like a blank wall? Is it like a big abyss when, when you open up to the trust of your divine? If it is, take a deep breath. There's no rush. There's no race. The trust has to be real, is what I'm saying. The trust in your own divine, in your own self, needs to be real. You can't manufacture it. You can't uh, manipulate it. And actually, this trust really, really can't be a belief system like you've known belief systems in the past. In other words, just a some nice mental structure that you can hang on to desperately. The, the, the trust has to be very real. So ask yourself as you're exploring this, because trust is, is one of the keys, trusting yourself, not him or her, and not 
spirit guides, not a guru, but only yourself. Underline eight times only, boldface exclamation point, only yourself. Not, not even beautiful beads or crystals or mantras or anything else. So, but the trust has to be real. You don't, don't tell me, okay, Adamus, I'm going to trust myself and then walk out of here going back to mistrust of yourself. You can invite yourself to experience, experience trust in yourself. You can bring that experience into your life. I have to move along here. It's getting late. So trust. The other, compassion. Compassion is so important here uh, for yourself. Some would call it a forgiveness, in a way. Uh, compassion is accepting every part of you because you have all these aspects. You've got all these parts and pieces coming back. They need to feel that compassion. It's the welcome home. It can't be manufactured. In other words, you can't just say, I'm going to be compassionate and then walk home and start beating yourself up or telling yourself that uh, you can't get to it right away until you improve things in yourself. The compassion has to be honest. Compassion, as Andra and An can tell you, it's, it can be a challenging thing. When you go to the place of compassion within yourself, it would also bring up all of your issues of why haven't you been compassionate? Everything that, uh, that has not been compassionated <laughs> nice. is going to come up. Every wound, every broken aspect, every evil, dark, miserable aspect is going to come up. Because ultimately it wants your compassion, but it, it doesn't really believe your compassion. So again, it comes down to being real with yourself. Compassion is to be able to look at the worst incident in your life, the worst, and to be able to – you've always looked at it from here – to be able to walk around the other side of that incident and look at it from here. And I'm not talking about seeing some phony goodness in it, but I'm talking about really feeling it, really understanding – don't go mental – but to really understand. What really happened in that incident and with the others involved, if there were? What was really going on? You've been looking at it just from one perspective and plain. If you want to really have compassion emotionally and with feeling, walk around to every angle as an observer and let yourself experience. You've been carrying a, a, a cross. Uh, with you for a long time, a lot of crosses. Uh, take a look at the cross. The cross wasn't the one to be nailed to. The cross was the intersection of the divine and the human, right here, X or a cross. So look at it from that perspective. So uh, we'll get into more of this in the next discussion, but. Um, a couple of things in, in our winning moments. 
the, a couple of things. I said last month that do humans have free will? No. They might have had it at one point, but they gave it up well, through their free will. They, they, they gave it up. They gave it to a lot of other, of other things. In this zone, that, uh, the X zone that we're coming back to, the, it, it begs a question from you in here. Free will, to use your definition, but uh, sovereignty, uh, free will, uh, can be brought back, uh, resurrected. Uh, uh, you could have that tool once again, but it has to be from a very conscious acknowledgement of your divine will. That will give you something to ponder for the next month. Free will returns to the human when the human consciously acknowledges their divine will. Divine will is not to be confused with destiny or some, uh, some distant god, uh, uh, but divine will is uh, the divine is you, and therefore that will, that, that wave form is you. When the human acknowledges its waveform as divine, as they come to this X spot, free will does come back. Uh, when sovereignty is accepted and realized, true free will uh, about everything, about everything that's going to happen to you, absolutely comes back. So, in answer to the question, humans had free will – back way up uh, – angelic beings had free will. They gave it up. They gave it up. It was that uh, consciousness was brought to earth, and humans have been told that they have free will, but nobody's ever questioned it. If I had free will, why do I have to die? If I had total free will, why couldn't I do this and this and this? If I have total free will, why do I still have to abide by laws, by structures, and by formulas? You see. So, no, humans don't, but you, my dear friends, can integrate the divine will, the free will, back into the I am, where it's no longer differentiated. You just, the I am is everything. You don't need free will at that point. You don't even need divine will. The two come together, and it, it becomes the I am. Oh, we're running out of time, and I want to do two, um, two specific exercises. So this isn't just, so this isn't just long, tedious lectures about the nature of reality and where you're going to next. Sitting here in the X spot. Oh. So little time. I, I'm going to beg an indulgence, or I'll pay for one if I have to. It's all good. Pie. It's all good. Uh, we'll need a few more minutes past five o'clock. I, I will indulge you. So, um, and I'm going to hurry through this. We'll come back to it next month. First of all, take a deep breath. First of all, I have to get my ball out. 
There's two. Whoops. No problem. No problem. Let me help you. So, now, new energy. Let's talk about that for a moment, and then we're going to go into potentials. <clears throat> old energy, old consciousness were two separate elements. You had, you had consciousness, as we've talked about time and time and time and time again. You had consciousness represented by this, and you had energy which was created by your desire to go back home that came in uh, to consciousness, energy consciousness to create uh, reality, to manifest. Uh, so consciousness could experience itself. They were two separate components – consciousness, energy. This thing we call new energy is, is very different because it uh, – using the ball for, for an example – it's not consciousness and it's not a separate element of energy. New energy is literally the integration of consciousness and energy together in the same packet. In the, in the same packet. So consciousness doesn't need to call in energy to support it. It already has it built in, and that will provide for a lot of discussion later on. It's already there. That's why it's new. It's never been there before, but it also operates in a very new way, total new operating system. Uh, so keep that in mind. Let's go to the next step. Uh, we're in the, in the X zone here, and you say, what next? And that's really a very good question. What next? I'm in here. It's amazing. It's interesting. But woo, where do we go from here? Where we go from here is we start going into potentials. Potentials are actually not in the future. Uh, it, it sounds like they would be. It sounds like they'd be off on some linear line down there, but they're not. The potential for anything outside of this immediate experience is already right here. Part of the problem is, is that when you have very, very few people actually imagine potentials, uh, they wait for destiny. So part of the problem has been a lack of imagination. When certain of you have gone into the potentials of the future, you get analytical. You want to, you want to make it very orderly. Or you do it with a very limited human perspective. In other words, you're, you're, you're imagining small. You're missing most of the potentials, almost all the potentials. You're not allowing yourself to feel into them. Plus, there is this new potential that's there that you're totally missing because you were looking for something that was kind of like old potentials. A little bit of consciousness, add a few cups of energy to it, stir it together, and hopefully it works out. There are amazing potentials right here, right now, available to you for your 
what next? Amazing potentials, and some you would call old energy, some very new energy. But they're your choices. They're, what, they're the field that you have to choose from, and it's almost unlimited. You can't get there through your brain, and that's one of the other – thank you – that is one of the other elements back here in – when we're talking about the, the – basically the symptoms uh, – I love doing that with the paper uh, – there is uh, one of the other elements is uh, mental uh, tendency to be mental, but the the mind doesn't work in here, or not like you think it should. Everything blows the mind when you're you're in this in this point here. So there's a tendency as you have as a creator to say. I'm going to go explore my potentials. Well, first of all, don't go out there. They're right here. Secondly, let yourself explore. Uh, don't think about it. Explore it. Feel into it. For years, Tobias has been talking to you about, about uh, feeling versus thinking. And uh, you tiptoe into it. Dive into it. Uh, you don't have much to lose. Really let yourself go and feel all of the potentials, or as many as you want. What does feeling feel like? Well, does it resonate? Does it feel like it's really yours? Is it something you would want to experience in your life? You don't have to get detailed or literal. I'm talking just feeling. It's feeling. I, I imagine all these potentials as bubbles floating all around you right now. And you start traveling in and out of them, feeling them. You don't have to make a choice quite yet. Uh, so, so don't be afraid of feeling. Does it feel dramatic? Does it feel good? Does it feel like you? A lot of them are going to feel kind of flat or old, and suddenly you're going to, as you're drifting around your potentials, something will resonate. Something will just ring the bell. I just feel right. I'd like to do just an experience with it right now. So if you would, uh, welcome to close your eyes, stand on your head or whatever. Well, I'm going to ask a couple things that you, first of all, let yourself feel. Secondly, don't go mental. Third, be the observer. Wander around. Have fun with it. Now. We have all these potentials of what comes next. And I'm not talking necessarily a job, but what feeling, what, what passion, what experience in your life without getting literal. Now just let yourself wander around these incredible bubbles of potential. There's, you don't have to pay for them. There's no right or wrong, and you actually don't need to choose right now.
Now let's stop it there for a moment. I know we, we're going to work, continue working on this, so we'll have plenty of time. Uh, and I, I'm going to ask you to do, uh, I'm not going to call it homework, we'll, we'll just say an experience, but it's really homework. <laughs> it, to, to do this is very simple, and it takes an incredible amount of finesse and, and opening up. Uh, you're not necessarily going to get it right away. And when you get it, you'll wonder why you didn't get it right away. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do between now and our next meeting. Go to a department store and guarantee commit to yourself you're not going to buy anything. And spend an hour wandering around a big store that offers a lot of different things – clothing and, and uh, shoes and perfume and jewelry and uh, household goods and just wander around, department to department, observing the merchandise, not necessarily other people. Just observing and feeling, because everyone is going to – every item is going to feel different. Some are going to call out your name. Some are going to tickle your fancy. Others you're just going to want to walk away from. This is going to be good training or experience, and, and when we come back and discuss more about potentials. You're the observer. You're not trying to figure anything out. You don't have to analyze anything. You're just going in there from shelf to shelf, rack to rack. What is it like? Because in a way, this is like what we're going to continue working with, uh, experiencing on your potentials. It is like going through a huge store with many items. Feel them, experience them, sense them. We'll come back in our next session. We're going to go much deeper into potentials. Where where you go from now? In our next session, uh, would, I'd wanted to do it here, but we're also going to then do some <coughs> potential imagining for humanity. For humanity, not to save them. But to add, you see, right now, the humanity, the mass consciousness, can use some new perspectives added to the pool of opinions and perspectives and that they already have. There's, you know, they've gotten into their own formulas and ruts. Uh, the, but mass consciousness is actually sending out its own call, saying anybody with a different perspective, a different potential, please drop by. Add your uh, consciousness or potential. So next month we'll actually go into a potential for a new energy source. A new energy source. Uh, don't think about it, because then you're going to get technical and analytical. We're just going to go in and we're going to imagine and then add into the potentials for a new energy source. Obviously, this is timely. This oil tragedy spill thingy. Uh, you know, the dark side of it is, uh, is of course, uh, a lot of dirty beaches and a lot of dead fish and birds and animals, and uh, that's the dark side. And the envir environmental damage. You're going to hear that drama for weeks and maybe months to come. And then the politicians are going to use this as an opportunity to step up and say, we have to do something to protect our environment. Why didn't they do it before? 
they're, they're grandstanding right now. But it does bring awareness. That's the bright side. It is bringing huge awareness, not to the environment, but to energy. Hello. We got this energy just oozing out of the earth, very old, smelly, stinky, sticky energy. In the surface, in the headlines, they're crying about the environment, but the real issue here is energy. What next? Twenty-five, maybe thirty years left with the abundance, uh, the, the flow of fuel energy. It's not going to go away after that, but it's going to become very valuable. So the spill, is it a bad thing? Well, let me say, there's better ways to handle challenges, but it actually could be a very beneficial thing for humanity uh, to take a look at energy. That's what we're all about. We are the new energy. With that, dear Shamba, remember all is perfect and well in all of creation. It's my honor and joy to be here with you in the X Zone. Therefore, I am that I am, and you are too. Until next month, adios.